你们还不知道下面是正道的时间弟兄姊妹们早上好并且平安与你们同在感谢你赐予我们的话语 Help us to understand what is written here today and what it means for our lives. Help us to hear your voice through the scriptures. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Pray in Jesus' name. Well, last Sunday, our beloved Dr. Litchi talked about listening. I'm wondering, have you had the opportunity this past week to give or to receive the gift of listening? If so, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the gift of listening. Listening is good. Saying too much or saying the wrong thing often gets us into trouble. Today, in our scripture passage, James talks about another way talking can get us in trouble. Now, when we were reading James last time, James talked about speaking evil against others. If you speak evil against someone, it means you have already judged them and condemned them in your heart. But God has loved us. He has forgiven us in Christ. He, he has not condemned us for our sin. Instead, God has saved us in covenant 
with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, because covenant is not a word we use very often. Probably not as often in here as we should. But covenant can help us understand better what James is writing in our passage. We see brothers and sisters entering into covenant with the Lord in baptism. Watching a baptism reminds us who have been baptized that we are in covenant with the Lord. And every time we celebrate communion together, we are witnessing one another in covenant. Now, covenant comes with obligations. Just like marriage. Marriage is a covenant. There are obligations for us in our covenant with the Lord. There are also obligations for God. And our covenant obligation is to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and to turn from our sin. We trust in the Lord, we turn from our sin. Often we think turning from our sin means no longer doing bad things. But did you know it also means doing the right things? Means doing what God has commanded. And that's what we see verse 17 getting at. Whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Well, what is the right thing to do? That is what we will talk about today. We'll consider what we often do. What James says we should know. And then what we should do in light of it. So what do we often do? But we often say things like we find in verse 13. Look with me there. Today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Now what kind of statement is that? Sounds like a plan. Plans are good, aren't they? We know that setting goals is important in accomplishing whatever it is you want to achieve. But we find this is not just a plan. Look with me to verse 16. God's word says, As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Now there are at least three parts to this verse. There's boasting. 
There's arrogance. And there's evil. And we've read about evil in James before. Uh, we have been called judges with evil thoughts. When we are partial to some people in the church and not others, we become judges with evil thoughts. We've read that our tongues, our speech, are a restless evil, full of deadly poison. That is James chapter 3. And more recently we read about why we must not say evil things against one another. Now our scripture passage today is not saying making goals is a bad idea. It is not saying that making money is inherently wrong or sinful. It's not saying that businessmen should not write good business plans. It's true, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But even that is not James' main point in our passage. Verse 16 labels verse 13 evil boasting. Is boasting that is evil. But even boasting in itself is not necessarily evil. What makes it evil boasting is the arrogance, the pride. And arrogance is an attitude of the heart. Do you remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we are boasting in arrogance, it's a heart issue. So the point today is not just in what we say, it's in how we think. Even we in the church are susceptible to pride and arrogance. This is the human condition. As dumb as it sounds, we confuse ourselves for the Creator. Are we the Creator? No, we are His creatures. God has made us. We can never be equal to God. Do we, the creatures, have the ability 
to control the future. 那我们这些被受造之物能够控制未来吗? Ah, that is the issue. 这其实才是问题所在。We say that we will go to a particular place and make a profit over the course of a year. 那我们当说我们回到我们到了另一个城市里面然后去住了一年然后买卖得利。but notice there's no reference to God in this at all. There is no acknowledgement of God as God. The statement in verse 13 is an assertion that if it is to be, it is up to me. There's actually a declaration of independence from God. It's actually easy in the busyness of life to live as if God did not exist. Even for those of us who call ourselves believers. Some have called this functional atheism. Our lives are not Centered on Christ, we don't live to glorify and enjoy God. Instead, we are really just intent on our own plans. Like naive children, we put our confidence in our abilities and planning. We say things like, I will go to such and such university and I will get such and such a degree. Then I will get such and such a career, I will marry so and so and have a wonderful life. And we might think this is the way to go, but there's something we ought to know. What should we know? First, we should know that our ignorance and inability to control the future. We read in verse 14, Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Not only you and I lack control of the future, we lack knowledge of the future. We're like the rich man in Jesus' parable recorded in Luke chapter 12. Jesus said that the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. He said, I will do this. I will, I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? 
神却对他说，无知的人呢，今夜必要你的灵魂，你所预备的要归谁呢？People have always wanted to know the future。人，我们人永远会想要知道未来。Such is the theme of countless sci-fi novels and movies。就像许多的科幻的小说电影一样。Some have sought out mediums and fortune tellers。有人会求问那个灵媒或是嗯算命。or they've gone to oracles and astrologers in a vain pursuit to know what we will all know in time. In the Old Testament, people would go to a prophet of the Lord. And they would learn from the true prophet what would come to pass. 其实他，但是他会从那真正的先知当中知道什么将要发生。But the false prophet who did not speak for the Lord，但是那些假的先知，他们并不为神说话。His prophecy would not come to pass。那假的先知所说的预言并不会发生。So why is it that we cannot really know the future？那是为什么我们不能知道未来会怎么发展呢？Why is it that fortune tellers are all a scam？为什么所有的算命的都其实都是在都是一个骗局？ well, the rest of four, verse 14 explains why. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Life is short. None of us knows how long we will live. In an instant, life could be over for any of us. How can we presume to know what will happen a year from now? If we will even be alive. The mist could be like that morning fog in the spring. And a cool morning that's a great time for jogging. That fog appears for a little while. But then the sun rises and melts it away. Another way to understand this word mist is vapor. It's saying that it's like a puff of smoke. And a puff of smoke is easily driven away by a breeze or a strong wind. Reminds one of a joke about meteorologists and weather forecasts. Thank God that our uh, forecasts these days are as accurate as they are. Computer modeling can be helpful. But sometimes the weather still doesn't follow the forecast. The joke is that if the meteorologists say there's a 0% chance of rain, they think it probably won't rain. And if the chance of rain is 100%, they think it probably will rain. 
那如果百分之百可能会下雨，会下雨的话，你听到天气预报说百分之百会下雨的话，其实他们大家觉得就是可能会下雨而已。But if there's a fifty percent chance of rain，那如果是百分之五十可能会下雨的话，they have no idea，就表示天气预报完全不知道自己不知道怎么办，因为可能会下雨，也可能不会下雨。But our scripture passage is saying more than life is short and the unpredictable happens。那其实我们的经文在说，我们的生命是很短暂的，那无法预测的事情是会发生的。Here's the second thing we ought to know.这第二件事情我们需要知道的。It's in verse fifteen.在第十五节。Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that.他说，您只当说，主若愿意，我们就可以活着，也可以做这事或做那事。Now notice that little phrase.你们注意到那小一个小呃经文。If the Lord wills. 若主愿意, if the Lord wills. 如果主愿意, who controls the future? 那谁控制着未来呢? Brothers and sisters, who controls the future? 弟兄姐妹们,谁控制未来? The Lord. 是我们的主. In 2 Kings chapter 19, the prophet Isaiah has a word from the Lord for the king of Assyria. 在列王记下, Nineteen. Uh, in response to the king's boast about all his conquests, the Lord asked him a question. Have you not heard that I determined it long ago? I planned from days of old what I now bring to pass. 耶和华说,我早先所做的,古时所立的,就是现在借着你使坚固成荒废,变为乱堆。Remember that the kingdom of Assyria came and took Israel into exile. 那其实是亚述帝国把以色列人俘虏,并且带到,并且俘虏。How did that happen? The Lord says he planted from days of old. Not surprisingly, we read this in Isaiah chapter 45 verse 7. The Lord says, I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. And getting back to our passage, James says, You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. And if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. We should know that it's the Lord's will that this mist should appear. It's the Lord's will when that mist should vanish. It's the Lord's will that we should live and do this or that. Well then, what should we do? The right thing to do is given in verse 15. Instead, 
you ought to say. 那你只当说, Instead of saying what you will do in your own strength, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. 与其说你自己想做什么事情，你们应当说，像第十五节说的，主若愿意，我们就可以活着，也可以做这事或做那事。The point is not merely to use this phrase in your speech as some kind of formula. 那我们的目的不仅仅只是为了这这个这句话而让我们在我们演讲的时候能够用到。It is good to use this phrase. 用这件事情，用这个这句话是好的。If you mean it. And the Apostle Paul certainly uses this phrase in his writings. But it is more important that we adopt the right attitude behind using this phrase in our hearts. It's more important that we submit to the Lord and to His control over all of life. That we place our confidence for the future not in ourselves, but in the Lord and His power. Trust in His wisdom to determine whatever will happen. Then when you are asked, will you make it through graduate school? You can reply, only if the Lord wills. Will you ever find the right person to marry? If the Lord wills, will you recover from the terminal diagnosis? If the Lord wills, will you see the change in your son and daughter you are hoping for? If the Lord wills, we cannot even breathe or move an inch unless the Lord wills it. Why, after all, is there anything at all? Because the Lord wills it. Of course, the Lord is free to determine what shall come to pass, as only He knows best. And the right thing to do is to acknowledge that He is God, and we are not. As Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Now, we might be tempted at times to presume we know better than the Lord. 
when the Lord's will is different from our wills, 当上帝的旨意跟我们的旨意不一样的时候, life does not go our way, 当你的人生目标并不顺着你自己的想法而行的时候, when we suffer from trials and tribulations, 当我们在苦难当中受苦的时候, what do we do then? 我们当在当下会怎么做? Well, it reminds us that God is God and we are not. We might not understand it, but God's will is perfect. There is no standard higher than God's will by which to judge God's will. He makes no mistakes as you and I do. We are helped, of course, by two things. We are helped by two things. That in Christ we are in covenant with the Lord. And in covenant with the Lord, God has revealed His plan to us. That it is His plan to work all things together for good. That in his infinite wisdom, he can take both good and bad things to accomplish his divine purpose. Now, we might not know how the pieces all fit together. But you know, we don't have to. Because he is God. And we are not. Now this doesn't mean that we become passive beings. We don't fall into fatalism and say, oh well, what will be, will be. We must still make decisions and choices. And we're pointed to this in verse 15. Brings us back to our covenant obligations. When we read about what the Lord wills, makes us to think about our covenant obligations. Consider what the Lord has willed that we should do in covenant with Him. And if we trust him who holds the future, we can trust that what he says is the right thing to do. And this trust, this confidence in God's wisdom and power, this is our boast. That's what our passage is teaching. It's teaching us to boast in the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 9 says this. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boasts in this. That he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord 
who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. From these things I delight, declares the Lord. 耶稣九章二十三到二十四节他说耶和华如此说智慧人不要因他的智慧夸口永世不要因他的勇力夸口财主不要因他的财物夸口夸口的却因他有聪明认识我是耶和华又知道我喜悦在世上施行慈爱公
The God who has no lack, no need of anything, would voluntarily suffer in your place and mine. He didn't have to do that. He was under no obligation to save us. And yet God has graciously extended to us this covenant in Christ. This covenant which caused the eternal God to suffer. What about God's covenant obligation? Well, we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Paul writes, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. See, God's covenant obligation is then to save us who trust in Him. To give us such unimaginable glory that it makes all the pain and all the suffering in life as of nothing. Then God who promised is faithful. We often think the future is in our hands. Because we have to make choices. And our choices have consequences that matter. But often we put our confidence in the wrong place. We should realize that the future is not ultimately in our hands, but the Lord's hands. And so we should humble ourselves and boast in the Lord and His control. Then we can sing with Bill Gaither as he wrote, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. So we can sing this song so brothers and sisters, let us boast. But let us boast in Him who holds the future. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, all of our lives are in your hands. They pass away like a shadow. 
each of us is but a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. But thank you for teaching us in your word that you do hold all things in your control. And that you are faithful to your covenant to save us who trust in Christ. Would you help us all with our doubts and unbelief? Help us put our trust and confidence in you. Help us commit ourselves to you in such a way that all our speech will bring you praise and glory. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you so much for the sermon that uh, Pastor Doty has de- delivered. We all can benefit from it. Indeed, he is the one who holds the future. That's all right. Let's sing to him. Because he lives, we will sing together in English only. In English only.